0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That's Who.
1: Welcome to Mizzou, that's who your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I'm joined by Maggie Johnson. No game today. Uh, the the father of the podcast. The pod father is not here as Maggie and I are going to tackle this ourselves. Hey, listen, might be cooking on another guest. So you might want to stay tuned there uh, for next week's podcast. Could have something big in the hopper there. Um, those were two puns with four, with current players that I did not anticipate to do. Uh, that was not scripted but Maggie how are you doing
0: uh yeah you killed that um I'm doing great um we're 4-0 I feel like we're we're really um it's a new it's a different vibe it's a way different vibe from last year I feel like every time we came on here last year we're like oh it was on Sunday I text my friend I was like did you know a year ago we lost to Auburn and you remember I remember last year after we lost to Auburn I was like oh I threw something in my living room last year yeah for that loss and we were just so depressed so it's just such a different vibe, and we don't know how the season's going to play out, but I'm living it up for now, so. I think you
1: have to. Uh, Mizzou 4 entered the AP poll at number uh, 23. I tweeted out this morning that Pro Football Focus, this morning as being in Tuesday, uh, Pro Football Focus has them ranked number 19 in the country. I don't know if you saw that, um, but Pro Football Focus very high on the Tigers. There's been some pretty impressive stats coming out pro football focus-wise with uh, some just Mizzou players in general, I think. Uh, the, the folks at, at, at PFF are loving Luther Burden in terms of the statistical categories that they have there. Um, and listen, who could not love Luther Burden after the performance that he put on on Saturday, Maggie? I know that you were there. You were in the dome. You were at the dome at America Center. Listen, I think that's an incredible name and I don't think it should ever change. Uh, but what were the vibes like? Give me give me the vibe check that, that you had at the, at the
0: so the Dome vibes were great. I mean, the Dome, the vo- the vibes all over St. Louis were great. So we we woke up in the morning with the 6.30 kickoff. You know, it's, um. at first I was a little upset about it because there's so many great games on on Saturday. I really wanted to watch Ohio State Notre Dame. I'm not going to lie. So I was a little upset about it. But, um, and I think most of the country wanted to watch that game too because I think they broke some kind of record that was set in like 1993 for the most watched game. But we woke up, we went to brunch, and then we went downtown and, we did it all. We went to the yard. We went to the rally at Ballpark Village. We we tailgated. Uh we went to the um there was like a a zoo um like a uh a tailgate near near the dome that had like like Ryan Wingo was there and some other recruits were there. It was really cool. He came over to our tailgate. That was awesome just to, you know, see recruits kind of mingling with with fans. It was just an awesome vibe. There were, you know, not that many Memphis fans there, but we did get to meet some Memphis fans. But there was a lot more Mizzou fans than I even thought were going to be there. I think the K-State game helped that a little bit. I kind of heard some rumors that it sold a few tickets. But no, the vibes inside were great too. I mean, families, I sat near Luther Burden's family. Oh, nice. There were probably 50-plus people in his uh, logos all over. So, and I had my Touchdown Luther button on, so... You know, I got some looks for that. But the vibes were awesome. It was loud in there. It, you know, obviously the turf didn't look amazing. I I yeah. heard, I know. But I didn't even pay attention to it honestly being there. I I wasn't thinking it, about it.
1: But it didn't look good optically on TV. <laughs> um, and I think there was a really good turn From what I could see on TV, it seemed to be a really good turnout there. I don't know if I don't know. I, at the time, I might have been emotionally tweeting about it of like never playing there again just because of the turf and and having turf issues. Just in, in the NFL in general is it's it's a hot button issue. It seems like right now with turf and injuries and natural grass, everything like that. It it didn't look the best because they saw like lines from I don't know if it probably the XFL I assume uh, lines on the field which didn't really line up all that well, and that was kind of a look. And I know some people. Uh, before the game started, I was having a conversation with BJ Kissel, under the uh, founder of KCSN, and he was like, Why are why are people upset about like uh, Mizzou having both end zones? Like why like w- with the field being painted in Mizzou? I was like, Well, I mean it's technically a home game for Mizzou. It's not like they build this as like a ne- neutral site game where it was gonna be half Memphis and and half uh half Mizzou fans like this is a game for Mizzou. It's not like the Bragg and Rights game where it's half Illinois and it's half Mizzou. and that's what he thought of. It. He thought it was like bragging rights. They thought he was. He thought they were playing Illinois. He's like, why didn't they give Illinois an end zone? Well, no, they. They Missouri chose to bring this game to St. Louis, um, so they treated it as a home game as they should have. And it seemed like by the crowd there that it was a home game that there were a lot of Missouri fans there. I think a lot of a lot of support. I think you could feel the support uh, from St. Louis there. But yeah, maybe I was a little bit too emotional, Maggie, in, in, in saying that the the Chiefs. Uh, Mizzou should never play there just because I didn't like the injuries that happened on the game, and I kind of blamed him on the turf, possibly uh, being a being a victim of that. But uh, no, it optically wasn't the best look of of playing surface. It's also a weird. I don't know if it's the lighting in there, but it, like the grass looks like all like an olive color, and it just kind of looks a little off. I don't know if it's like the lighting or if it's like actually a, that olive type color. On, on
0: yeah. The I think it was a little probably that off color, but it's so weird. I just didn't notice it until I watched highlights because mm. well, people were complaining about it and they were tweeting. I'm like, why is everybody complaining we're 4-0? And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't look that good. But then I also thought about it and because people were like, I'm so embarrassed. And then I thought about it this way. I'm like, yeah, but nobody watched it except Mizzou fans. That's true. Nobody watched that. Uh, maybe Memphis fans, but nobody watched that game except for us. So... I mean, it was really just a showcase for, for you know, the Mizzou players and for people in St. Louis and for fans. So, I mean, that's kind of also a reason it was probably Memphis that we played there. I mean, we were never going to give K-State a neutral site game. I mean, you know what I mean? We were going to make sure we got to play them at home after we played them at home, at their home. So, I mean, I think it was great for the those players to get a play. I mean, and look at the games Brady Cook had. He went 18 for 25, 341 yards, two touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Cody Cody Schrader had fourteen carries, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Luther Burden, ten catches, 177 yards, and yes, he had an injury, but it was a cramp and it had nothing to do with the turf. So we had three great, um, three great St. Louis players play great games. It was awesome to see. I had a blast. I'm not even from St. Louis, but it was cool to get us <laughs> to get to have that in my backyard. I live in I live a mile away, so. I loved it. I I had so much fun. And of course, I would love to get to have another game close. But I always went to the games at Arrowhead, too. So to right. have 40,000 strong, and think about it this way as well. I always went to the, the Bragg and Rights game. That was when I was in, or I guess it wasn't the Bragg and Rights game. It was called like Arch Rivalry, Arch something. Yeah, the Arch Rivalry. I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. And I always went to those games because that's when I was um, in college when it was there. But there was probably close to a sellout, and that's about sixty thousand people. So we had forty thousand plus, and that's with it mixed. So for that to be that many Mizzou fans, I would say was is a pretty good crowd, considering I would say there was two thousand Memphis fans there, maybe a little bit more. So I was I was pretty pleased with the crowd overall.
1: Yeah, I, I think the crowd was good, but let's get into the game a little bit here because you mentioned, and that was the first note that I took when uh, when I was writing down some game thoughts was St. Louis guys showing out. Brady Cook having a really good game, Luther Burden having a career day, I think in terms of both catches and yards or receptions and yards, I think it was a career day on that side of things. Uh, Cody Schrader showing out again. I think I don't know if you saw that uh, just emotional video that was tweeted out. I can't remember who tweeted out. I'll go find it. I want to give him proper credit for that for that interview they had with the Schraders. Um, but that's what it's about, right there, having those guys in their hometown showing out, playing well. And this was a game, really, too, that f- didn't feel as close as the score always was, Meg. I don't know if uh, if you felt that in the stadium, but it it never, even when Missouri was down, I think it was like ten to seven, it never felt like that game was out of control for Missouri. And I don't know if there's very many games that we can say that about a Missouri team in the past year. Since we've been doing this podcast, I don't think we can ever say like a game ever felt out of Missouri's control. That one, even when they were down, didn't feel out of their control. They had multiple score leads at some point, but like even the final score being seven, which they do cover. I know some people do care about that. uh, They did end up covering in that game. I would have loved to see a win by multiple scores, but even with that game ending... As a seven-point win, it felt like it was was one of those games where you look back at the score and you're like, oh, that game looks a lot closer than it really was. But uh, I think that that, uh, the performance, you couldn't have asked for a better performance with who they were missing. Dude, Innis Reikstra didn't play in that game, kind of mysteriously didn't uh, play in that game. And they had some guys dealing with injuries. They had some guys leave the game. They had Luther Bird not come back for a while, but I still think they scored on that drive. So, I mean, they had guys step up. And uh, that was something Gabe mentioned last week in the the K-State game as uh, so they had guys outside of Luther Burden stepping up. Uh, Marquise Johnson catching a big touchdown pass again. He seems to be a, a real problem for some teams, so I'm excited to see how they use him moving forward. I'm very excited about that. But, um, I, yeah, the, the St. Louis guys showing out, and I'm glad that you brought that up first because I think that's a, that's an important thing to talk about with just those guys being able to play on their home turf, in the dome. I know people in St. Louis, people from St. Louis, really care about that place. Even, you know, myself growing up in Missouri, like we knew uh, and and. It, Maggie, you mentioned the same thing too. Is that like that's where you play the state championship is the dome? I know they don't play it there anymore. I think it could bounces back and forth between Missouri and Missouri State. But like growing up, you're like we want to make it to the dome. We got to go to the dome. Uh, road to the dome. I think was always what people were saying. Uh, so like it, growing up in Missouri, and it being such a big place for recruiting as well, uh, you know that like that's where that's where it is. Like that's the that that's the pinnacle, and it comes to the to the state of Missouri. So having those guys from in-state, from St. Louis, be able to perform on that stage is really cool. It's a really special thing.
0: And Drink talked about that in his press conference too. He, he talked about how that's what he wanted those recruits to see. Look, you can come here and you can be like Luther Burden and you can have these games and you can do it in front of your home crowd and you can do it in front of your family. Yeah. And your 85-year-old grandmother, yeah, she can make that two-hour drive with your family and she can come to every single game and she can watch you play and I think that that's a huge selling point point. and I get it because I'm close to my family and I but I don't live close to my grandparents and I would love to be able to see my grandparents more so I understand the selling point that they're trying to push and you know you, all we can do is cross our fingers and hope that it works yeah um but you you just never know with NIL and everything it's it's there's just so much more for these players to consider, and especially with big like big names like like Ryan Wingo, for example. There's just yes. there's just way more on the table for these guys than we than we even can fathom. So, yeah, Drink did what he could this weekend, and hopefully it works. But I I do like what you said about um, Marquise Johnson. He is crazy fast. I like what you said about um, seeing what he can do because on that big, that big run or that big catch for Luther burden. He's the only reason that Luther burden got that because he was able to pull the defenders uh, away from Luther burden. So yeah, love what we're seeing from him. Hope he can get the ball more. He was massive in our game against K-State last year or last week with that huge catch. So yeah, loving what I'm seeing from him. Uh, gosh so many people did so many things Nate right. Pete Nate Pete had 15 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown I mean he was explosive the offensive line had probably their best game that they've had so I mean yeah you love to see it you really do yeah. there were issues too but you love to see what you did see
1: absolutely and I've mentioned uh, PFF being high on high on the Tigers uh, now this is from Gerard Hamilton. Uh, some some PFF insights here uh, on powermazoo.com total offense grade 86.3 the defensive grade was 88.8 8. um now in a game I think where Mizzou allowed a good amount of yardage just total offensive yardage it was a it was a weird game for the defense because again as I mentioned like it never felt like Missouri was out of it but like I think Memphis put up some decent like numbers yardage wise um so like it it the defense always felt like they were in control. But it was one of those things where uh, I'm looking at the, at the team stats here. I think they allowed, it was like almost 400 yards of, yeah, 399 total yards. Uh, but Missouri outpaced them with 542, uh, 316 passing yards, and 83 rushing yards. So the run defense showing up real stout. Love to see it. Again, that defensive line being something that Missouri uh, needed some production from some guys that they're getting production from some guys on. So it's been a very encouraging thing but maggie i do want to talk uh more about this game but first i got to tell you about our friends at homefieldapparel.com listen they've got the great stuff they've got the good vintage stuff maggie is showing off one of their shirts right now i got that shirt on the way that shirt is going to be in my mailbox probably when i get home uh very excited to throw that one on i love a good ringer Uh, oh it's awesome it is really i like the script tigers on it it's awesome it's great great design that's not the only great design they have i think i got A Duncan Truman on the way. I got the Mizzou hoodie coming. They've got great designs from Mizzou. Also, over 150 other colleges. So, if if you're looking about going to another game, another college game as a neutral, and you want to support the home team, head on over to homefieldapparel.com. You can find yourself a pretty sick shirt, because I'm sure they've got the college you're looking for. I'm sure they've got a really sick vintage design. Kids love the vintage stuff, Maggie. Uh, They love them. Uh, I can I can speak for myself. I love the vintage designs, especially like Tulane. Uh, also, Idaho and Idaho State were new drops at, at the. I didn't know I I needed an Idaho Vandals an Idaho Vandals shirt. That's an awesome. That's an awesome mascot. Didn't know I needed it until I saw them drop it, and they've got uh, Kibby Dome merch too. Oh my gosh, you can't go wrong at HomeFieldApparel.com. So make sure you go support them. Uh, you can support us by using code KCSN23. That'll help you out a little bit too as you get 15% off your first purchase, whether that's Mizzou, whether that's anything that you uh need it to be, anything that you want at homefieldapparel.com, 15% off that first order. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more Memphis as we uh, we'll clean up some things from this game and then look ahead to Vandy. We'll be right back.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store or Google Play.
1: All right, Maggie, anything we didn't get to uh, so far that you want to talk about? I know you mentioned a lot of guys had some good games. A lot of guys popping off the stat sheet here. Uh, anyone that we haven't mentioned that you want to talk about? Well,
0: I would say one of our our biggest issues of the night. Yeah. Are, did you notice that we went 0 for 8th on 3rd down?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know... <laughs> I, I saw somebody tweet this. I can't remember who it was either. I'm really bad at remembering uh, who people tweet, uh, which people tweet stuff. They, they didn't know it was, if it was impressive or concerning that Missouri won this football game without converting a third down. Um, I, I tend to lean, I think it's a little, kind of impressive that they did that, but it is a little concerning that they didn't convert a third
0: down. Yeah, and I feel like that's a little bit, uh, I mean, a little bit out of character. I mean, I guess it kind of takes us back to those earlier couple of games and I don't know maybe that's you know we're not we're used to having somebody like Bear Bannister where yeah I didn't really worry about the third downs that often because we're like oh just throw Bear Bannister out there right we'll convert on that third down it's fine um you know he wasn't even a tight end but you know we're a little this is actually kind of weird for me to say because after last week we were using tight ends and then um, Norfleet got hurt so now we're kind of back to not really using tight ends but you know I'm hoping that um Norfleet is just healing a little bit which I think that they said that he had um something with his ribs it's just a very painful yeah. rib injury not really a long term rib injury I think is what Drink had said so hoping we'll get him back this week if not this week pretty sure for the LSU game Um, because he just killed it for us for uh against Kansas State so yeah um would love to have him back for for third downs but yeah that was just extremely weird I yeah drink said he's never even won a game that he thinks he's been over on third down so we really need to get that worked out because that was that was odd and then on the flip side our third third down defense was terrible right I mean terrible our our first and second down defense was pretty awesome but we were giving up third and 18s third and 20s for first downs all night and it's not just this year i mean this week we've been doing it i think we're one of the worst uh i put this i found this um a stat on it we were giving it up or we're like 50.8 percent we're 122nd in the country in third and fourth down defense (laughs) pretty terrible. I mean, yeah. for as good as our defense, for as stout as our defense is, it's pretty terrible.
1: Right, yeah. I was just looking that up and just on the year because it feels like anecdotally, I should say, I don't have uh, the number. They got better. Missouri got better in the second half against Kansas State on third down, but in the first half, Kansas State was living on third down. Like, they could get whatever third down conversions that they wanted to, and it feels like Missouri, Missouri's defense, especially on third down, has not been very good uh, when, it, when it comes to just how good they've been on first and second down. Like they they're, they're pretty good. I mean, I mean they've they've been able to force turnovers, they've been able to do a lot of things, but on third down it seems like I don't know what it is, but it just though anecdotally I'm looking at the stat the numbers right now, but it it does it just seems like something something on third down that just doesn't
0: seem right. And I'm not sure if it's because um in Blake Baker's offense we blitz basically Could be. every Play so I mean obviously that's leaving somebody open um, like every time but you have to find a way to not let that person that's open run for eighteen to twenty yards I mean that's if you're gonna do that I I don't know it, you've got to figure something out or you have to mix it up like I feel like the blitz worked a lot better against K State I mean. Ben Sennett was able to, you know, some plays beat us. He dropped a lot, a couple of passes that probably Mm -hmm. he should not have dropped that maybe hurt them at the end of that game. Yeah. But that wasn't happening against Memphis. They were converting basically every time. I did notice, though, at the end of the game that. We did pull off against Memphis. We did pull off on a couple of blitzes and they didn't convert. So, I mean, it was nice that they did finally kind of adjust, but it was killing us a lot of that game. And I do think that that it it did hurt us. So, I mean, it's just little things like that that you you need to address. And I don't know if it's just something that Baker lives and dies by. It seems like maybe it is, <laughs> but... It
1: could be, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at these these season cumulative numbers. This is on the Missouri website, Uh I'm looking this up right now, and, and I see the opponents on the third down conversions are 22 of 66. That's so a 39%, um, which is, worth, like I guess, better for the Missouri defense than I would have thought. And it might just be because the third downs that like the other teams are converting are maybe a little bit bigger situations. So it feels like the third down defense is a little bit worse. Now the third down offense for Missouri has been worse than what they have allowed on defense as they're only 16 of 44. Um, what down conversions are two of three though. So when they get to, when they want to go for it on, on fourth down, they're getting it at a 66% clip and, um, and then on the on the flip side, I just saw this one too. Oh wow, seven of ten the opponents are against the Missouri defense on fourth down conversions. So that's a seventy percent clip um, that teams are converting third downs on. And another interesting one: a red zone. The red zone defense for Missouri they've allowed twelve scores on on twelve like times. So they're twelve. So opponents are twelve of twelve getting points when they enter the red zone uh, for Missouri. Not something I would have in, anticipated that stat, truthfully. Um, but I think that that might be. I mean, they've only scored eight touchdowns, so that's eight, nine, ten, one. That's four field goals um, that they have that they have allowed through. But it seems like every time they're going to the end zone, they're the red zone that they're the, uh, the opponents are scoring. So, don't love that there. Um, now, defenses too, as we uh, we always talk about on the NFL side of things, especially on the Chiefs side of things, is you want to wait a little bit to judge a defense normally because defenses usually start a little bit slower. The defense has been playing really well, and probably the reason that they've won most of their games moving forward uh, since the Kansas State game, they kept them in it, and then I have to really think that, I mean, I can say the offense, uh, Missouri just kept scoring points uh, against Memphis, which really helped because if it was going to come down to uh, Missouri's defense holding them, I don't know, because they did they, they were a little leaky uh, when it comes to the to the pass coverage, pass, uh, pass defense, but Chris Haven's drain, two interceptions in this game, uh, I think he has all of Missouri's
0: three interceptions this year. Mar- uh, so I, think, playing- I think Marcus Clark had one of okay. uh, gotcha. the interceptions, and he was filling in for Drayden Norwood. Um, and yes, you're right. You're right. Who, yeah. And, um, Dray- and um, apparently, Marcus Clark didn't practice there at all because obviously he didn't think that he was going to be playing there. So, you know, that's a nice. <laughs> That's a nice get for him. Uh not really used to playing there. So yeah. props to him. He did get beat on one of the touchdowns. It just kind of is what it is. It's not a position that you typically play. Right. But also kind of like what you said about the game not really feeling as close as the score, you know, was, you know, one of those is because, you know, Cody Schrader fumbled in their red zone <laughs> kind of a killer um we uh the fourth and one that was extremely weird that Bra- brady cook threw that super weird ball Did, i don't know if you remember that it was a turnover on downs we went for it on fourth and one instead of kicking the ball which i'm totally fine with go- i i yeah was super into drinks aggressiveness in this game the it- onside kick Definitely sucked if we were offsides, but which he even said they'd been practicing it all week. Just a mistake that shouldn't have happened. But I'm totally fine with him going for it on fourth and one. But at that that mistake to me of not making that pass is just some is because they and my friend and I were talking about this during the game. It's because they haven't practiced that in a game all year because they punted it all year, you know, in that yeah, exact same yeah. spot, Yeah. in in that exact same spot on a fourth and one in their, in their other territory, they punted it. So they were going yeah. for it on the, in a situation they just hadn't been in, made a silly mistake when Cook could have ran for it or he could have thrown it to Schrader sure. or anything like that. It was just a dumb thing but then it was turnover and downs they scored on that possession it was just stuff like that but like during sudden press conference we ended up with the ball at the end of the game that what more can you ask for that right. we gave up a touchdown to make the game that close but when you end up with the ball at the end of the game it's giving you the opportunity to s- technically you could have scored to go up again so right yeah i'm i wasn't disappointed with the score Six no six and a half, one by seven. Yeah. It that kind was, of just says with a lot of injuries, it just says.
1: They, no. they don't take them away for being ugly. And I don't want to say like this was an ugly win by right, by any 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 uh any stretch of the means there. I thought the offense played really well. The defense probably didn't play up to the standard that you know, we expect the defense to play. But I think that this is just one of those where, where you, you will where you'll take the win no matter the no matter the margin of victory, especially coming off such a big game in Kansas State um that game was huge uh as we put a bow on this i got a couple of tweets from dave matter here that tweeted uh tweeted some stuff out yeah. after the uh, after the game on uh, these were these came from sunday uh but he says uh, mizzou now ranked both in in national polls number 23 in the ap first time ranked in the ap since 2019 mizzou now 22 in the coaches poll first time ranked by the coaches since 2015 whoa that's kind of crazy i didn't uh, know that first time in, that was kind of nuts. Uh, second one here from uh, from Dave. Uh, Mizzou offensive leaders in SEC and Power 5 rankings. Brady Cook, quarterback rating of 185.2 is number two in the SEC, number 10 in Power 5. Cody Schrader rushing 100.8 yards per game, number one in the SEC, number nine in Power 5. I believe Cody Schrader also leads in terms of just total rushing yards as a whole in the SEC. And Luther Burden receiving 126 yards per game, number three in the SEC, number four, and the Power Five, so all of a sudden now it looks like Mizzou is a heavy offensive team uh, that, with this uh, high-flying Mizzou offense, once uh, Eli Drinkwitz decided to take the training wheels off the off of uh, Kirby Moore, let him go ahead and cook some stuff up. Um, maybe they were actually hiding some stuff uh, going into uh, the Kansas State game to kind of keep them by surprise. I know that was a topic of conversation, but it does look like this offense has a little bit more potency than we saw in the first two weeks against uh, Middle Tennessee and South Dakota. But Maggie. It is now time to talk about Vanderbilt. But before I talk about Vanderbilt, i got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Go ahead and throw a fiver down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 in or text hope In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-79-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Maggie. Let's talk about Vandy. Um, not the historic powerhouse that we're used to seeing. Uh, not the game that you uh, would. That a lot of people will get up for. This is in Vanderbilt.
0: Um, He's uh, missing like, half a stadium, I think. Who is in an? Who is playing football in
1: an active construction zone? Uh, that should be made clear. Uh, that that is an active construction zone uh, going on right now. It is actually insane. I'm glad that they're putting like money into that program. I'm glad that they're putting uh, some effort into the Vanderbilt program there. They've had a good baseball program, good baseball facilities. Now they're putting some of that time, effort, and money, and those resources into football. Wish they would have done it a little bit before the season started, so they it would have had like August, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I, I don't know. They they just forgot that the... football was actually a season still going on. But uh, Missouri travels to Vandy. That's a three p.m. kickoff. First
0: thoughts on that game, Maggie. My first thoughts. Okay, so these games are weird. Uh, especially in Nashville. I have been to a Mizzou-Vanderbilt game and watched the Missouri Tigers lose in Nashville. I have been there. I've witnessed it. It's not been enjoyable because you don't go to Nashville to not have fun. And I've been to Nashville and not... I mean, I've had fun, but it's not enjoyable watching your team lose to Vanderbilt. And I think the score was like 9-6 to or something... It's terrible. It was awful. I mean, it was, yeah, it was terrible. We didn't score a touchdown. So, yeah, (laughs) really bad. I think it was like 2015, so it was really bad. But, so I'm just hoping that no one's like looking ahead. Obviously, we've been talking about the LSU game a lot, not on the podcast, but just this week with Twitter and like with times being released and teams being ranked and things like that. So we'll get just hoping the team yeah yeah just just hoping like no nothing's being overlooked or anything like that but the, vanderbilt is definitely not a slouch I, they would very good quarterback they have very good wide receivers it's not going to be a team that we're just going to go in there and walk all over them especially with the injuries that we have so mm-hmm. i'm um i'm expecting a dogfight. fight i really am yeah we're we're we like to keep these games close as we've you know, we've had three one-possession games already this year. So,
1: Yeah, I, I would love to see Missouri's defense come out here and kind of flex some muscle, show some dominance um, over a team where it, it seems like Clark Lee gave an update on on uh, A.J. Swan, the quarterback of Vanderbilt, and says it's two to be determined, is what he said about his playing status. Got an arm strain, he's working through that. This is a quote from him here. Uh, we have to play better at that position. Too early to tell what it might look like on Saturday. Uh, he's 97 of 173 it's a 53% completion percentage I'd like that to be a little bit higher for uh 1290 yards, 11 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, so he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year. Could be, uh, could, could be a good opportunistic, uh, offense to face, uh, for this Missouri defense. I mean, they've got some, they've got some good guys on that team. Like, I, I think they've got some players for the first time that you can look at is like, uh, I, I talked with Matt Lane about this too, we do the, did we do the college football show here on KCSN where we, we look at the prospects and, They've got a guy. I mean, when you talk about uh, Will Shepard, he's a guy that could be drafted in the NFL, and that's maybe the first time you can say that about a skill position player at Vanderbilt in a while. I mean, I think they've had some linebackers come through there. Uh, they've got a couple decent defensive guys, but Will Shepherd's good. A.J. Swan, as I mentioned, questionable, but his first year was pretty solid at uh, at Vanderbilt. They got a good running back, too, and one. Uh, Patrick Smith, uh, he's a pretty good. London Humphreys is a, I believe, a freshman this year who's been playing pretty well for them at wide receiver. So they've got some talent on the wide receiver position. Um, and I know Missouri, uh, Dennis Gates updated Darius Robinson, Brady Cook, uh, Luther Burden, Brett Norfley were all questionable ahead of Vandy with Makai Miller being out. Um, didn't hear anything about uh, Ennis Rakestraw, which, which we didn't last week either, did we? Right. We, didn't uh, I'm curious what the what the situation is uh, going to be there because I think having both of those guys back to to be able to cover the wide
0: receivers and the weapons that they have at Vandy um, is going to be important. I heard them. I heard some people joking that Inno strike Reichar was sitting out because of the, the the. Did you see the the vid or not the video? But it's just like a photo from the K State game of like four players like flipping the bird to the. Uh. And apparently that's like, that. apparently that's Rake stress, So I don't know if it is or not. I, can't, I didn't look, but there were some people joking that that's him. And that's why he's was saying now, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but there were just people joking about it. um, Saying that that's why he sat out. But I, I don't know. But yeah, hopefully we really do need our corners back. They're, they're, they're studs, you know, they're, yeah. they're athletes and you see their, those passive elections they're getting all the time and things like that. So, um, I don't think we're getting Norwood back, but right. I think Brady Cook's gonna be fine. I think Luther Burden's gonna be fine. L- Luther Burden had a cramp.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be yeah. fine. Saying he's questionable does um, you a whole lot of uh, a whole lot more than say he's gonna play, Trans- right? When you talk, when you think about that game planning and st- strategy wise, I you can say the same thing about Clark Lee. Talking about, uh, you know, AJ Swamp being questionable, it's to be determined with him. He'll probably play. i would mean, assume that he's going to play. Uh, but to say he's questionable does you a whole lot more
0: than saying, "Oh yeah, he's gonna play. He'll be fine." Right? Yeah. No. Totally. I think that um, I think our run game is gonna be big. This I think Cody Schrader, yeah. Nate Pete. I think it's gonna be a big opportunity for them to really go out there and you know, uh, show off a little bit. Yeah, I don't oh. think I don't think that um, their D li- or their D line is great uh Vandy. So I think if our offensive line can really um step up, have a game similar to how they played against Memphis, I don't see why both of them can't have pretty good games. And I think Cody Schrader's I mean, is there really any doubt that he's our lead back? I mean Yeah, no, I don't think so. By now. I mean Pete's explosive and I think he showed some it's a good compliment. They're they're a good tandem. A gr- a good I think so fun. too. There's some games I'm like, oh shoot, maybe Pete should be our lead back, and then Cody Schrader goes out there and just like does something crazy. I'm like, oh, never mind. Like I don't know. They yeah. I do. I agree. I think they're a great. I think they're a great, um, tandem.
1: I mean, having them two matchup based like based on like who you're playing could be a really interesting thing too. Like okay, we want a little bit more, a little bit more pop here, so we'll go with this guy. A little bit more uh, more speed, so we're gonna go with this guy here, uh, type of deal. So, I, I I do like what they have in the running back room. Uh, when you talk about the running game, I, I think that Vandy does traditionally on like defense. They usually have guys like that's where they usually have guys is like on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they got a they got a transfer from Stanford. The uh, Cosmos' last name. Ines, that's I think how you say his first name but uh he's he's bringing it over to Stanford they got a they got a good uh good transfer over there but I mean I, I think you're right this is a game where I think Missouri does need to show a little bit of uh, a little dominance on the defensive side of the ball would love to see them push around some of these guys um as looking at these the, the scores from the past three years Mizzou has won the last three straight games um in 2019 they lost to 14 uh but Vandy the last two years has covered. Vandy being a plus 14 favorite last year, plus 16, plus 16 underdog, I should say. Uh, last year last year was 14. 2021 was 16. Underdog both times. They covered in both of those games. This year, Missouri is favored by 13 points going on the road. We got a home dog of uh, 13 points um, for this one. So
0: that line keeps going up too. I think it started at like 11 and a half. And then earlier today, it was 12, I thought. And then Thirteen? I don't
1: know. Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like two days ago it was at twelve, has gone up to thirteen and it's gone as high as thirteen and a half, and it's kind of come back down to thirteen, according to DraftKings. Um here what they've had it had that line at. But uh I know I think it I think it did open at some some books at eleven, um, is what I saw. But uh DraftKings Sportsbook projecting Missouri to win by two scores I think that Maggie, I can speak for both of us, is that we would really like to see Mizzou win by
0: more than two scores. I mean, I would love to see us win by at least two scores. I would love—I mean, I'd love two scores. I would love ten points. I would love to see us win by, you know, over over one possession, two possessions. I'd love to see us win by two possessions. I would like to score, like score and know that even if they score a touchdown, it's not going to be a tie game because I just feel like we can't get over that hump. Every single time we just can't get over that hump and I would love for them to just feel confident when when they're kicking the ball away that that team, that they can't, you know, get. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You would like to see that. You'd like to take that pressure um, off a little bit. And I would like to see them just put Bandy away. Yep. I mean, we're watching other teams put Bandy away. You know what I mean? We're we're watching plenty right. of other teams put Bandy away. So Kentucky had Bandy put away. I mean, they still won, I think right. like fourteen or something like that, but looking they, back at,
1: at Vandy's last games, I mean they, they lose the they're all they're all a three game losing streak right now, Vandy is. They obviously start the season by beating Hawaii in a game that it's probably a lot closer than it should have been. Uh, they blow out Te- Al- or Alabama A&M, not Texas a and um, They lose to Wake Forest by 16, uh, lose to UNLV by 3 in the fighting Odoms out there, and they lose to Kentucky 45-28. to 28. Um, I-, I would like to see something similar to the Kentucky game uh, and in terms of, of the results. I'd love to see last points a lot obviously. Um but I like that CS score 45. I would love to see 45. Points. <laughs> that would be great. Um Amazing. but I think going uh, big picture wise going getting this game moving to 5 and 0 getting this win getting the first SEC win moving to 5 and 0 and then hosting LSU something that we talked about at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season. Um that we've been talked about a very strong possibility of Missouri Missouri being 5-0, hosting LSU, uh, very real possibility now with Vanderbilt uh, right right here. That kickoff time is at 11 a.m. I know a lot of people are kind of upset about that kickoff time. I don't necessarily... Uh, I don't know. I like it. Uh, personally, I like the 11 a.m. kickoff games. Uh, but 11 a.m. kick, I believe Dave Matter also tweeted out the last time in 2019 LSU came to... Or 2020 it would have been, right? Right? Uh, they came to Mizzou that that, that was also an 11 a.m. kickoff so I am not I don't have Maggie a big gripe with it I don't know uh personally how you feel about
0: it I think the the issue for me with the 11 a.m. games it's not so much that I mind watching 11 a.m. games I actually like watching 11 a.m. games mm. when I'm at home but it's watching 11 a.m. games when I'm in attendance that I don't like as much because I I like the tailgating and the socializing and you know that part is enjoyable whenever you know you do 11 a.m. games now I have to go up on the Friday like go up on the Friday night and then wake up or you know do all that so it's just different I mean I'm doing it so it's like I'm not gonna not do it because of it but it's just you know kind of changes I also saw something that says I think Mizzou has the like fourth most 11 a.m. games since I don't remember how how many years since and LSU and it was like 34 or 35 LSU has the least amount of home L, home 11 a.m. games with 11. So it's kind of just like, OK, like, <laughs> and then people were like, well, that's because it's the SEC East. And then we're, I'm like, yeah, but we're in the. Like I get it because of the time yeah, zone, just, but we're not in that time zone, that time so zone. it doesn't really work for us. But I mean, it is what it is. It, it worked out fine for us last time we played them at home. It worked out fine for us when we played K State at home. So, just it's sold out. It's gonna be rowdy. It's gonna be fun. So I know there's only resale tickets left. So if you don't have them, mm-hmm. buy them. So LSU fans don't buy them and. Yeah, If I mean, there be loud, it'll be a blast.
1: I'm excited. It should be, it should be a good game. Very excited for that one. Uh, that 11 a.m. kickoff. It's good for me. Maggie, I've got a wedding hat today.
0: No. Yeah.
1: So I was-, I was Why?
0: Fully, so just my fully, friend, actually. My friend does too. I was
1: fully planning on being in attendance, and when I probably up to, oh. to my girlfriend, she said, ah, we cannot do that. Ugh. I said, please don't tell me that we have a wedding. We do. mod October 7th. Uh, uh, yeah so, so it's okay because the wedding's on until later in the day the 11 a.m. kickoff maybe that's why I feel a little bit better about it is I can watch the full game and then still be okay in terms of the wedding uh, so I'll get to, still get to watch the game and just, unfortunately we'll get to be there um, but very happy for the couple getting married
0: but, uh, all weddings Ugh. all weddings are just,
1: that's just brutal
0: absolutely brutal uh,
1: Maggie to wrap this one up um, let's do some housekeeping Cause I think that there are some Missouri things that we haven't talked about yet in terms of basketball that have happened in the past couple days, past week since we've last recorded a Tang. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm going to go with that until I'm told differently. A Tang four star, high four star guy um, composite five star, I believe by 24 seven depends on where you want to get your recruiting ranking to get a four or five star. He commits to Missouri made them the number one recruiting class in uh in the country in terms of 2024 for a minute. I think UNC is back up there. Now they're at number two, uh, according to rivals in in that. And they've also hosted Jaden Quinn. Quinton. Quinton's.
0: Quinton's. Yes.
1: Jaden Quinton's a couple days ago. Uh, they hosted him. Uh, he's a five star. So that is a five star guy. That is, I think a consensus five star by a lot of places. Uh, Dennis Gates is cooking something over there in Mizzou Arena, and he's got himself quite the class. I think there's a lot of excitement coming up for Mizzou basketball. Obviously a lot of excitement for Mizzou football still. I feel like at this point last year, as you mentioned, it was the Auburn game that we were like, alright, uh, when, uh, when does non-con start? When does is, when is, when is the non-con schedule start up? Uh, but this year, fully locked in on the uh, Missouri Tigers football team.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about basketball. I First off, I'm excited about we host Memphis yep. in basketball I think that'll be great yeah. I think yeah we get them in Como you know we'll have bragging rights. we'll we play in Lauren so I think we've got an exciting non-con non con schedule and then we've, we're getting oh my gosh like the recruits are amazing and they're only going to bring in better recruits you know they're all recruiting each other which I think is so important and I think it's A lot of them weren't doing that in the past. And I just think that that's so important now. But the staff, it's such like a team effort. Like it's you've got Dennis, you've got CY, and they're all all part of it. And I just, I think these players just respect them so much and they see the vision. And maybe it's taken us a while to really see the vision, but... I think the fans are seeing the vision now, <laughs> and I think that maybe comes with seeing the number one and the number two next to the the ranking on 247, but if that's what it takes for people to buy in, then maybe that's what it takes for people to buy in, but I'm pretty bought in. I'm excited, so uh, yeah, bring on hoop season. I I think we might have a little bit of a fall off from where we were last mm-hmm. year, just like a little bit of a, you know, we'll miss Kobe for sure, but if it's a little bit of a stepping stone season to get us to where we're going to be with our right. class for next year, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm totally fine with this. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. I, hey, I don't know how I
1: personally, I don't feel like the expectation I should say my personal expectations for the Missouri basketball program are not wildly high. I right? read like we need to go to the elite eight this year. Uh, that's all. Not, that's not like my, if they make the tournament, I think it's a good year. Like that's kind of where I am. Um, and I know some people feel differently. That's okay. Like, I understand. But, like, for me personally, we make the tournament. Be pretty happy with that, especially after losing Kobe. They did have a lot of guys come back, and they, they their roster looks pretty good uh, right now, but they're going to have to re- replace a lot of scoring with Kobe Brown. Um, and that's going to be uh, a, probably a conversation for another day as the Missouri Football Tigers 4-0 going into Vandy. Very strong possibility to be 5-0 going into LSU, coming to Como, on did they say that was ESPN
0: they, it is ESPN 11am okay. ESPN they at least made October it the ESPN 7. game <laughs> so yeah. i mean uh, it's a pri- it's prime time. it's going to be right after college game day i mean absolutely it'll be it's great exposure for us it will be
1: it'll be great exposure especially after they went and then they go 6-0 and they'll already become bowl eligible uh that'll be great let's go. but uh maggie let's give some score predictions for the vandy game wrap it up this podcast here what do you got
0: Okay, uh, this was my, sc- <laughs> my score prediction for Memphis, but I'm going to do it again because I think it's a good score. I'm going to do 34-17.
1: Wow. Uh, I have written down my score already, just so for clarity's sake, I, my score is written down. Uh, I had 37-17 written down. Okay. So we we're very close. I think we we're right on the same page when it comes to uh, 17 points allowed would be a, a good day for Missouri. Anything, if it's like 21, I'll be like, okay, fine. Like whatever, maybe they got a garbage score touchdown, uh, a garbage time touchdown there. Okay, uh, but I think seventeen points is kind of the sweet spot that I want to see the Missouri defense kind of come out and flex their muscle. But Maggie, appreciate it. Uh, next week we will have another guest. Uh, we're, uh, fingers crossed, working on a guest. I think we're gonna. I think we're, I think we're gonna have a good guest that you're gonna have to be uh, tuned into us here at Mizzou. That's who and Casey Sports work. Really appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end of the podcast. We'll be back with more Mizzou content as the week goes on and recapping that Vanderbilt game where hopefully Missouri will pull out a victory and become 5-0, hosting the LSU Tigers coming up in, what, week, what, week six of the college football season. So for Maggie Johnson, I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll talk to you later.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?